Welcome to the Family Office Secrets Podcast, where we share weekly advanced financial planning concepts, insights, and family office financial planning strategies and tactics. Welcome to the Family Office Secrets Podcast, where we share weekly advanced financial planning concepts, insights, and family office planning strategies and tactics. I'm MC Lobsher, and I'm joined by Stephen Bell. Stephen, great to see you. Good to see you as well. Um, In today's episode, we're going to share something that I I really, really uh, uh, have um, just been blown away, learning more about and seeing firsthand. And that is a mindset that exists of families that operate in the family office space. And that's this mindset of stewardship. Um, What are some of the things that you can share regarding the mindset of of stewardship? Yeah. And and first off, that that observation comes over, over a period of time. You have families that are ultra high net worth. And and we've all heard these stories where they go from shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations. So they go build the wealth. They they have trouble transitioning it and keeping it into that legacy, into that um, legacy type of format for multiple generations. So it becomes um, it doesn't become a legacy. And so so on one hand, it's like, OK, well, what's the difference between families that end up in that with that? condition versus the ones that are successful in building a legacy and are able to continue on and be able to continue on without destroying the future generations. You know, that that's something that was oft, often voiced as a concern from the initial wealth generating generation, if I'm working with them, and them saying, well, I don't want this to destroy the next generation, my children, my grandchildren, their work ethic, their their values. And so the the what I started to realize and started to see um as a as a reoccurring theme with the families that were very successful and continuing on for multiple generations was this idea that the they they were able to instill a stewardship mentality with the family. This idea that this is not just a blessing, but it's a responsibility. So you will have a responsibility to shepherd the wealth in a way that protects it, continues to grow it. So protects it at a minimum that just keeps you here, but continues to grow it and make sure that it continues to be there for other generations and it continues to benefit others. Um, Oftentimes what comes in line with that same mentality is this idea that, okay, it's my responsibility and it's my responsibility, not just for me, my immediate my immediate family and my future family, but also for others. And there's usually a legacy of there's philanthropic mentality that tends to come in through that as well. Um, That integrates really, really well with wealth transfer and tax planning in general. So being able to have that mindset and that mentality and be able to intentionally teach and instill it into the next generation is a key fundamental concept to multi-generational families that are successful uh the easy part in uh essentially wealth transfer is the mechanic the mechanics right the mechanics yeah. and the tactics essentially that's the very very easy part 
the the hardest part is that transfer that as you mentioned of um human capital intellectual capital relationship capital the values and principles of the family the uh worldview and beliefs of the family it's it, it's it's uh there's there's a lot of work that goes into this in developing mm-hmm. this mindset and that's why if you look at um children of these of these families um they're i mean they they the, the uh, ones that essentially will become great stewards and i'm not showing there's uh, saying that there's going to be a, not going to be a black sheep every family has one right <laughs> mm-hmm. but for the majority of them um that's where a, a lot of a major part of the focus is inside of these families is developing that mindset from an early age to, mm-hmm. and and instilling these um these principles and values and these um worldview and beliefs right absolutely it's interesting cuz you you have a conversation where you're talking about um dynasty trust and provisions that can be within there and trying to understand you know what's important with the family and and they start to be like well I don't want them to do this and I don't want them to do that and this and that and it's like all right that's parenting. You have to, <laughs> those are good goals. Those are good things to teach your kid. We can't direct that in a trust. So we got to understand like there's two pieces to this. You have to be very intentional about how you can direct those things. There are certain provisions that can be in a trust up to a point and, and those will be, you know, those will be in there, but that only goes hand in hand. That's only going to be harmonious if the the provisions and the trusts are also aligned with what how the how the generation is being raised in the first place. So instilling that and being very intentional about that over a period of time is is a major factor to how it continues on harmoniously with the documents. The documents are just the documents, right? Those are the the transaction that gets it there. Those are the 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 legal triggers that that move it along. Um, but those are that that's not going to create harmony if it's not in alignment with 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 the mindset that they've been um, instilled with. You know, I was very uh, fortunate um, to have gone to school with some of these families in South Africa, um, very, very wealthy families. And um, I went to school with with uh, some of their, their children. And it just um, it's interesting to see now there, there's. Two specific families that I'm that I'm thinking about right away. Um, actually, there, there's three. Um, now that I mention it, mm-hmm. but um, two out of the three, um, the children that I went to school with, they are so driven. They are. I mean, it's just incredible. They are um, focused, laser focused, um, and they have that stewardship mentality. Mm-hmm. Where essentially they're looking at this wealth which they're managing and in charge of, uh, not as theirs, but it's their families, and they're trying to grow it as much as they can. Yeah. And then the third one is, I would say, he's not as motivated as the <laughs> others, but he, he he still has that mentality. Yeah. So it's incredible to see the work that is done, um, you know, inside of the family because that's what that's what you can control. Right, as parents, <laughs> absolutely. You control what happens inside of your house. 
Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, our, our friends and family that are from outside of this space, they, they just sit there and, and their mentality is like, oh, you're talking about trust fund kids, right? Like super simplify it down to trust fund kids. And it's like, well, that's a terrible term. Like that's a, that's a TV term that, um, that conjures up a, a, a certain visual of the spoiled rich kid. And the reality is, yes, a lot of assets are held in trust with beneficiaries that would technically be trust fund kids. Yes. But if it's done correctly, hey, that is actually way better than having dumped all that wealth on them directly. Um, it's way better than that. And it's way more efficient and it protects it for other generations by saying, hey, we've got this multi-generational trust that protects even having a black sheep here and there, they can only do so much damage for the future generations because they're just a beneficiary of it. And I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but there's reasons why that that's really, really important. But, you know, I was working with a family and I, I actually used one of them in um, the example of, um, of uh, on, a, on the premium finance illustration, I, I had an example of kids in their twenties that I was working with directly with the kids and their generation two. I was so impressed with them because their heads were just on um, so well. Like I want to go, I, I haven't met the parents. Parents don't um, are not based in the U S so they have this, this business that they built outside of the U S where the U S um, had a major, was a major purchaser of that business. And so the kids came in and they built out that distribution into a really impressive business. And I'm like, someday I need to go, meet the parents because I've got to tell them <laughs> that how impressive their children are because they're they are doing it. They weren't handed that. They were they have the opportunity. The opportunity exists because of that, but they're really building this out and they're doing it fair, with a with a sense of maturity that's beyond their years. And that comes from that comes from the parents. It, 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 they didn't create that on their own, that sense of maturity and that their their vision, their focus. Um, and it's creating a lot of success for themselves. If you're interested in taking a look at a very high advanced financial strategy, which is implemented and executed inside of family offices, um, you can go to uh, familyofficesecrets.com, familyofficesecrets.com. Uh, Stephen's got a presentation there in which he actually shares premium financed life insurance.